I don't know, it felt like I was a bit alone, like I was separated from the great uh, friends that I had and they were all playing on TV and earning like thousands of dollars and then I, there I was, second year apprentice sweeping floors again. At the Pottery Studio, we would like everyone who comes through the door to find stillness through the pottery process. We believe the mindful aspect of working with clay is beneficial to one's mental health. As we approach November, we'd like to do our bit to raise awareness for mental health. And this year, we've asked some guys to put their hands up and just jump behind the mic and have a general chat about their position on the topic and how they've dealt with their own struggles. The idea is to create a space where guys feel comfortable opening up and hopefully becomes a catalyst for other guys to speak up when they're feeling low. We'll also be donating all the proceeds from men who come try one of our classes at the studio this November and they'll be going to Grab the Life by the Balls Charity and the Movember Foundation. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Stillness Podcast. Rod and Jai here. We've got um, Jumi Adams coming in to talk about mental health. Hello. Welcome, Jumi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What's the uh, first thing that comes to mind when you think about mental health? And tell us a little bit about your background with it and where you're at. Uh, yeah, well, it's important. It's important to talk about. It's important to, yeah, it's an important to- topic. Um, but yeah, um, my name is Jimmy Adams, or Jimmy Adams, people may know me from. But yeah, uh, my background is um, I'm an ex-footy like, player. I used to play sports a lot when I was younger. Um, Stopped playing sports through injuries. Um, from those injuries, it was sort of a bit of a struggle for myself. Went through a lot of, um, yeah, mental health issues and then moved on to starting just, you know, normal work. I'm an electrician. Um, just recently started my own business in electrician. I'm a father, I'm a husband almost. And you? Yeah. Sort of where I'm at now, in, in, a, in a quick gist, yeah, shout out to Holly, <laughs> love you. Did you want to delve a little deeper into those mental health issues you were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yes, I played rugby league since I was six, um, and as a kid, teenager, adult, that's all I ever thought about, so everything from the age of six, it was, yeah, when I woke up. Till I went to sleep, that's all I wanted to do was be a professional footy player. Um, and I was basically on the way to achieving that. I was um, was in the under-20s Broncos, played there for three years. Um, <clears throat> and then when I was 21, I signed a full-time contract with the Broncos when Wayne Bennett came back. So that was sort of like the highlight um, of my footy career. I was about to you know, head into the... In the direction of everything I dreamed of, and then um, I had a lot of injuries as a when I was a teenager playing footy, but that was all I don't know, just minor injuries. Um, and then I broke my jaw once playing under twenties when I was eighteen, and then the second time I broke it when I was twenty one. Um, I don't know, it sort of just hit me in a different way. It, I don't know. When, I think after a, when you've had a lot of head knocks like consecutively. You kind of start, uh, I don't know, just things start run through your head of like, oh, like how much is this worth it? Like mm-hmm. compared to, 
you know, the health that issues that could arise down the line in the in the, in the future when I stop playing. So, and at the time, a lot of studies coming out now, isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty bad. But um, yeah, at the time I was a second year, uh, first year apprentice actually in my electrical apprenticeship. So, I sort of didn't have a background, or, um, a backup, sorry, of like what I was going to do if football didn't work out. And I never thought about it either. It was the first time I ever like thought about like, oh, what would I do if I didn't have footy? Um, and that sort of scared me because. Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't, I didn't think I was talented at anything else. It was like, and and football was the only thing I got praised upon. It was, yeah, that's like the only thing I was known for when I was like in school. My friends and family, that's all they, it was like, oh, Jimmy the footy player sort of thing. So um, it was scary as shit when I was thinking about not playing and like what I'll do outside of it. Um, but yeah, I did make the decision. I was like, well, I'm going to, footy on hold and go back and finish my apprenticeship and at least have a backup and then I was like if I finish my apprenticeship I still want to go back and play um, then I would so yeah I did that but that wasn't a uh, it wasn't an easy transition it sort of yeah it went from being being the guy to falling back into just you know <laughs> having to deal with just being not no one really caring who you were like you know what I mean it's sort of yeah unfortunately when you do play like high level sports or whatever you do gain a um like a bit of arrogance towards yourself like you do think I don't know and, and it's not even like you it's like other people put that on you as well like because everyone else has been giving you all the um whatever and um so yeah when I stopped and then when you when you do stop when you fall out it's like you I felt like you just I don't know I felt like I was a bit alone like I was separated from the great uh, friends that I had and they were all playing on TV and earning like thousands of dollars and then I, there I was second year apprentice sweeping floors again. Everyone's known I mean I knew from school as well as that rugby player you're talking about but. Mm-hmm. The last year or so, a lot's changed for you, and I mean, you've picked up reading. Mm. So, coming from someone who like doesn't think, like, thought that they weren't good at anything else, and now you read a lot. Um, I know you ran a hundred kilometers last year, heaps of marathons. Um, how did your, I suppose, mindset change to be able to do that? And I know you now started this company, mm. um, and you're just really open to learning. So, obviously, something's triggered in the last year or so. Where are you at, and how did that happen? Uh, I think the the, the, one, the the thing that did um, change, or the biggest impact that had on me, is actually an ayahuasca ceremony that I went to um, just uh, just after I finished play, maybe a year after I finished uh, after I quit football, because at that time I was just I was lost. I've never feel, felt lost before. Everything before that I had under control. I knew what I was doing. Knew the direction. Knew my path, and you know. You can tell from when people are um, in a healthy headspace. That's the characteristics they have. They know where they're going. They know the things they want to do. And that's like what I had before. But when I stopped playing, I didn't have any of that and I felt lost. So uh, a mate recommended – he had done it before. And, yeah, there was an ayahuasca um, opportunity to go try that ceremony out. And I did that. And from that um, experience, it was just so profound. It just opened up kind of everything um, – Open up my perspective on life. Like it just, it, it, it yeah. It like life is so much. It's such a hard thing to try to comprehend. But 
basically just open up my perspective on like how much more there is to life than what um yeah like what I had thought previously with just you know football was the thing or um yes yeah, so, and, and, and I suppose it was like a real um a real uh, like eye opener and how important self love is and like how much respect you have for yourself um not just um trying to get validation from other people or like in football it's always trying to make a team or trying to impress a coach or a te- you know it was always for someone else and and, and you got a lot of your um feeling of certification um, what um off other people like if you played a good game you kind of knew but if someone else told you, you didn't play a good game you got a lot of things from other people so yeah, out of the ayahuasca experience, that was the first initial part where it just opened up my perspective to life. And from there, and that just led on one thing to another. Then it was um, books. Like I never liked reading books when I was in school. It was, it was the gay thing to do or it was a nerdy thing to do in school, and especially being a footy player. And, that, that, and that, that was, that's one of the um, <clears throat> the things I I'm kind of – I don't really try to say regret, but when I was in that sort of um, sporting – um, environment it was like learning learning and being open and um, being vulnerable being compassionate to like people and just like just leading with love basically was like it was just a weird thing it was frowned upon you had to have that show of like strength and like closure and like toughness and it, now I'm like that's such a shit stupid thing to like try to be it's it's just it doesn't get you anywhere and it's all ego hey? it, it's gonna it's gonna find you no matter what no matter yeah People try to like hide behind it, but um, the second you like release that, and this is what the ayahuasca thing, the second you like release yourself and allow yourself to be um, um, a part of like the whole and, and, and just, just yeah, lead with love, um, you just feel a sense of like liberation. It's, you don't have to like cover yourself up like anymore, this, this, this like sheet of concrete of whatever. It's like it's cool, you invite things in, um, and yeah, you start moving with the flow as they say um so yeah that's um is there a lot of um facades and toxic masculinity in that um footy area you were at there is yeah i think it's changing now like i actually don't spend too much time thinking about it looking at it or i'm not in that space anymore so i don't know but i have seen things like it is changing and it's not it wasn't all bad i'm just telling you like can only speak from how I felt in them and how I went about it. And I might have been different to a lot of other people that were playing, but I just know my how I was. There was I wasn't like a huge ego like asshole, but I know from how I am now and what and what um, how I look at myself now. There just wasn't the love there for for myself first and foremost. It was like now, yeah, now I put such a great importance on like. How, how much I respect and love myself, it, it gives me so it, it kind of has to start there. It sounds like bad, like um, selfish, like starting with yourself, but um, when you start with yourself and you, you give yourself that love and compassion, it everything else is better. Like if you're not happy and um, with yourself, how, how could you possibly make someone else happy? How could you possibly give someone else like a nice smile or whatever it would be a lie if, if you even if you tried to as well so like you can't yeah you, a lot of like 
like you will learn that a, a lot of a lot of people there's a lot more people out there that, that are sad than what you think and i think i heard you guys talking to the last guy about um on social media and 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 um you know the confusion that can cause people from like looking at people on social media and and, and um um justify like putting your life compared to comparing your life to them and some yeah there's a there's a lot more people out there that are sad than what you probably think and um well, i don't know where i was leaving this but it's pretty much yeah. everyone just showing their ideal self like there's no it's all fake to me instagram there's yeah. no bad days shown yeah. on there there's no depression there's no anxiety it's yeah. as if everyone's winning all day, every day, nonstop as you scroll. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. it's not reality. It's not life. There's ups, there's downs. Yeah. Like, I just don't think yeah. you can deal with life if you're always looking at everyone else's and comparing that sort of comparison. It's just bound to bring about anxiety in yourself, I think. Mm, 100%. Mm-hmm. I just want to go back to that self-love thing. I think there's a, um, it's a bit of a paradox where you think that it's selfish to put yourself first, but actually it's selfless because... <laughs> If you are living like someone wants you to live a certain way and you do that for them, mm. you're going to eventually resent them and you're not going to be happy. Yeah. Not, but as soon as when you start putting yourself first, then it actually helps you put everyone else. Yeah. You've got more energy yeah. to give out. Yeah. 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 100%. Very important in, in relationships, I think. Like, yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask, you've been with Holly for, I don't know, maybe a decade or something. So how... Almost 10 years. How's, yeah. how's coming... <laughs> through all of that like obviously she's seen the change in you yeah is it helped your relationship or has she changed with you or yeah massively like myself and holly we've um we've had our ups and downs and whatever in the past and i think the biggest thing for us is like we've allowed ourselves to like grow like there's been when we first met we're we're a type of person and who we are now is just a complete different like we're both of us are just a hundred percent different, but I, a lot of it came from, um, yeah, like allowing one another to change and 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 the self love thing too. Like, I did realize um, early earlier on, like I don't know how long ago, but yeah, like you're saying about, um, I just realized that if 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 I knew when I if I'm not happy, I I can't make her happy, and the only. Um, the only like sort of way I can I think about it is like when you do meet someone, it's like you meet someone as an individual. Like, like say if you out, you you're an individual, and the and the partner that you meet is an individual too, and you're attracted to each other because you there's a certain energy that uh, that attracts you together, and it's normal. Like the happiness that they bring to you, um, yeah, you're attracted to it. But like a lot of people, after a while, once they're in a relationship, they start depending on the other person to give them that happiness. And and I, I think that like what I see, that's just the, a real big problem because as soon as you start depending on the other to give you your happiness, the second they don't um, perform in that way, and you, and then you don't get that happiness, you start blaming them as like, oh, well, you're making me sad now, and like, and, and that's what I'm talking about the self love. If like if you love yourself and you don't actually need their love. But together, you're, you you love yourself so much. She loves herself so so much, and and the, and the love together, um, like catapults you both to a whole new area that you didn't even realize it was there. And that's that's just something that yeah, I think 
um, myself and my partner have really learnt and, and grown together as well and, and, and the same with having kids as well. Like we have two kids and that's the same kind of um, lessons and things we've got from the, the two beautiful kids. It's like, yeah, just just all for, like everyone now, it's just, yeah, I, I use that word love a lot but it's, yeah, it's, it's romantic but when you, when you look at it in a... Um, yeah, in, in a different way. It's it's true. It's it's the only. I think way. there's probably a lot of conditional love out there. Because mm. yeah. if it isn't, if you don't love yourself, then it, there's conditions coming with like like you said, you not making me happy anymore. So I think well, actually, yeah, like, that means yeah. you don't love me. You just love how you make me feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's maybe that's like what we were saying earlier about. <coughs> The honeymoon period running out. Maybe mm. it's because you're depending on them to make you happy. Yeah, people sort of lose that as time goes on. Mm. Yeah, a- anything you do too, like everything has a honeymoon period. Like you might yeah. start a new job that excites the hell out of you, and it's like, oh, this is new and this yeah. job's out. But that feeling is going to end soon. Or ah, oh, man, there's so many things that um, yeah, that has that same sort of characteristic. Like at the start, everything's good, but if you don't Yeah, I'm not too sure, but like if you don't have that um, same motivation and drive to keep improving, keep it. improving it and learning, it's everything's going to fade. So, and I mean, if you're it, not growing, you're yeah, growing. even yeah, even the same. Like another way I look at it, it's like the, the perspective on life. It's like you can have so much love for your partner, for the job, for your whatever you have. It can come down to the small, like to like your body, like you can. You can also, like, people might get confused, like, self-love isn't, like, going, oh, fuck, I love the way I look or um, I love my fucking body shape or, like, that because in a, in a second, and I, I was just thinking about this the other day when I cut my arm at work, I was like, fuck, it could be, like, I was six inches away from hitting a very main, like, vein artery, I don't know, and I could have it died or died. If you die, it doesn't matter. But, like, say if you lose your arm, like, you can't, love that part of your body um that, that part of your body can't give you the love because you can lose that you can lose your partner you can lose your kids you can lose basically anything so the re- it comes down to the relationship you have with yourself is the only thing that can that can be the source of your happiness and that's like your mind um do you have any tools that you personally use that keep your mind in check with like Stillness, meditation, exercise that you yeah like routines that you do that yeah. help you with that yeah. So my mo- I, I, my morning routine is my most um, yeah uh, way I always check. It's just my check in. So I always yeah, yeah I, get, I get up. Um, I do my cold showers first thing in the morning, and then I try to get out and do some yoga or tai chi or just something to like move my body and get the energy flowing. Um, journaling, journaling's like massive. Like I always just write out like what sleep sleep quality I have, and then literally how I feel. I just say I feel whatever it is. Like the first thing that comes to my mind, if even if it's shit, like I feel like shit. Like I think being self aware of how you feel is 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 important. Like just knowing what is not not forcing stuff. Like it's okay. It's a hundred percent okay to feel like shit. Like you're not going to feel a hundred percent every single day. So. I think that's a really important tool is just like knowing how you feel and um, and then from there you can either choose to 
correct it or you can just choose to sit with it like in a, yeah. you know some forms of meditation you just it, it is what it is so you just yeah. i think I actually but, love that sentence yeah so yeah. you just be aware of it um and then um yeah then i sort of go about my day after i've done my journaling and um yeah meditating um but i think perspective perspective is um um, the biggest thing that that I think I use to get myself in in, in like a good headspace, like I just like I just have a perspective. Like if you start thinking like fuck, I this is, like I get another day to actually live. Like it's a weird thing. It's it's very it's spoken about a lot. Like live every day like it's your last. But like literally after I cut my own arm the other day, like I could have fucking like I could have died, but I didn't. So it's like um, I think those moments just put you in check. Yeah. Yeah, like and yeah. Like, yeah. You'll hear people after they have like a car accident or something, and like they'll just be in rubbish sort of people before they had that major event, yeah. and then they have something crazy happen to them, and then they change and complete different person and put a lot of things into practice, and that's just because their perspective changed. So it's like you keep checking in every single day of like, you, like you're literally alive. Like that is so crazy to be alive. Or I don't know what that yeah. um, quote is. It's four hundred trillion to one. To be alive, yeah. and then and then just and then to be in Australia or um, in, in like a country that's actually, you know, not hectic, and then to have a healthy body, and then, yeah. you know, we live on the Sunshine Coast. So I think, yeah, that's what I mean by I always just check in with those sort of things before I go out and start. So I it can't, is, yeah. yeah, I can't really be, um, yeah, just always want to be grateful. Mm. So we don't have heaps of time, but I do want to touch on a mental. Um, strength you had when you were going 100 kilometres from, what was it, Biwa to Noosa? Clounder to Noosa. Clounder to Noosa. <laughs> Just tell Crazy. us a bit about getting through, were you running 20 hours or something straight? Uh, it was around 14, I think it was about 14 and a half or something like that. Um, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm still, yeah, so like after I moved from like, footy like you've heard that story and and then and i'm now just doing my um working i still have that like that that uh competition spark like i know that ego is still there that wants to like do tough stuff and and um but this is so, sort of different this was like i just wanted to test myself and see where i was at mentally like if all hell break like you know what i mean like where, where what how far i can push myself really so um yeah i just figured i wanted to run the length of the coast it was i didn't start out i didn't want to run 100 k's i just go oh it would be cool to run the length of the sunshine coast and then i just mapped it out from um Kabulcha to noosa and then yeah it sort of just hit 100 k's so i was like oh that's cool so was this a competition oh. or was it just you this, running no nah, this was me middle of winter just haven't Stop it. That's some day. <laughs> do you say Kabulcha or Kalandra? Kabulcha. Oh, Kabulcha. Yeah, Kabulcha. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, it was nothing. Yeah, nothing more. It was me and a friend. Um, we, I, I messaged him and I just said, hey, um, what do you think about running 100K? And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll map it out. <laughs> you got good friends. That's yeah, sick. yeah, yeah. So going to give him a shout out or who was it brandon brandon lee oh, yeah yeah yeah, nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nah, he's a good friend of mine so um yeah we just jumped on board and i don't know i think it's just a uh, yeah did he make it the whole way no nah, he, he got 50 
50 k's and he had to pull out with a um uh, he blew his ankle up something happened to his so when, ankle when he pulls out at 50 k's and you decide to keep going what was that like mental. yeah well well when he did pull out there was i had other friends come in on that leg so that was actually very helpful but they only lasted so he pulled out at 50 i had uh, a group of friends come in um for the next 20 i think so it's no it's at 30 30. Anyway, at the very end, I had to do 20 k's by myself, and it was like from Coolum to New. Like it was another yeah, 20 k's, and it was dark. Then I was on the beach, um, and that was just <laughs> that was like, like almost the closest experience I've had um, to an ayahuasca experience really? from doing it. Man, it was yeah. like because you're so exhausted, you're so tired. Um, yeah, people say they trip out. You start, you do, you honestly do, and it's yeah. night, and I'm on the beach, and the tide was sort of like coming up a weird way, and I, I just missed, like I remember just running. I'm like, I thought the tide was um, way out, but it was actually at my feet, and I was just like, I was, I don't know, I was running and like sort of getting spooked by the waves, but they were just <laughs> waves, but I was like getting freaked out. Delirious, delirious. Yeah, I was just by yeah. myself. Um, did you eat and drink while you were going? Did you have yeah, some yeah, yeah. I had, I had Holly come out, and she was giving me water food and nutrition and stuff so yeah that was a um i don't re- i don't really have a proper reason why i did that i am pretty happy i did do it though it just awesome. gave me again yeah. it, it gave me a perspective uh, i think that's what i am searching for is like new perspectives new learnings about myself first and foremost so I, I feel like if i can figure out more about myself um it, that's going to give me the greatest gift to be a more competent person in life, a more loving person in life, a more, um, yeah, I can I can just give more. I feel like the more, more the more people out there that can have the capacity to give in a loving way, um, through knowing themselves and um, yeah, and just giving to the world, and especially at the moment how how, how the world's going. Um, yeah, the, the truth. Like if you can give out the truth, then you're doing well. Do you want me, we're probably going to have to wrap up there, but I do want to ask you the final question. Three things you would pass on to someone listening um, if they're going through tough times or to yeah, strengthen their mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. S- Self-love, first and foremost, and that comes from probably one, being compassionate towards yourself, like knowing it's okay if it's... if you feel like shit, like it's normal, and you're not alone. There's millions and millions of other people out there that feel like you. Um, but don't beat yourself up like, yeah. So be compassionate about how you feel. Change your perspective. Know that you there is something, there will be one thing in your life that you should be grateful for. Like even if that comes down to just being alive, then that's still something you can be grateful for. So be compassionate. Be grateful. Change your perspective. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming in, man. That was so good. Oh, good. Be thank sure you. to check out the Total Human Experience. Jimmy's working on a little project. Yeah. So, yep. th- thank you all for listening. Do you want to talk about it? No. Nah, well, that's, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're ever out there, and, um, I just set up an Instagram page or sort of a group. If you ever need a talk or you want to catch up, get a coffee or whatever, we're doing different sorts of stuff and we are working on more stuff. Um, yeah, Total Human Experience, you'll find me on Instagram. Um, yeah, or my personal page if you need to talk reach out thanks so. awesome thanks man legend